The following is a fourth hand production. <coughs> Dude, what are you doing? Oh, hey, Ripley. I wanted to see if I could use our view screen as a monitor for the N64. First of all, you're the only person I know that even attempted to play Star Fox while piloting an actual starship. Secondly, if you're going to blow your nose, at least make sure you hit the trash can when you finish. Oh, relax, Ripley. It's not like we're in the middle of some sort of, like, system-wide pandemic. Sometimes I truly believe that you live inside a Sarlacc pit. Have you not been listening to the intergalactic news frequencies? Half the quadrant is under quarantine due to the recent outbreak of Gorn 18. It starts out like the flu that escalates. Sneezing, coughing, scales, fire breathing, you know, usual. Oh, wow. I didn't know. I guess I'll be more mindful. Thank goodness the Black Swirl has so many sanitation dispensers. I told you purchasing an intergalactic waste vessel wouldn't be a completely horrible investment. Cheers to that. Hey, toss me a Corona, will ya? It's time for the news. Delete, 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 delete. Welcome back, Dimension Hoppers. I'm Joba, fuck the flu fet, and with me as always... Ripley, skip the sneeze, Scott. And you're in for an infectiously good show tonight on Close Encounters of the Slurred Kind. Before we talk about the pandemics of science fiction past and play a germ-infested edition of Would You Rather, let's see what's cracking in the Antimatter Minute Dimension. Ripley, take us away. All right, let's go ahead and hit Topical Street here, where we will visit the coronavirus. Now, uh, obviously, if you're on Earth right now, you know that the coronavirus is a big ordeal going around. And sadly, mm-hmm. there's a lot of you know bad information that's going around, as you know, is want to be with this type of thing. And so, sadly enough, the CDC had to come out and provide <laughs> awesome. actual guidance that says... Drinking bleach or snorting cocaine does not cure the coronavirus, despite social media posts. Oh, man. I was so sold on that. I was like, finally, finally, I get to, you know, fulfill my lifelong dream of drinking bleach. Man. Exactly. And just, you know, doing a shit ton of cocaine, getting ripped, drink some bleach, and just, you know, be immune to all the world's problems, which would probably be the case because your ass would be dead. Faux show. I mean, if Whitney Houston can't do crack and live, you certainly can. So, Amen. Amen. All right. So, uh, yeah, the story is in the wake of Russia's meddling in the 2016 election, Facebook and Twitter have been forced to respond to the proliferation of fake news on their platforms. Uh, And while many probably assume that the bulk of the information is political in focus, which is probably true, or trolls and bots, blah, 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 and the marketing of vaping pot, products the anti-vaccination movement and now fake cures for coronavirus my god uh prominent QAnon youtuber jordan sather for example tweeted to his more than 121,000 followers that a miracle mineral solution which effectively involves drinking bleach can wipe out covid19 my god i mean you know bleach can clean a lot of things but i don't know if it can clean the coronavirus oh my god right he says not only is chlorine dioxide aka mms an effective cancer cell killer it can wipe out coronavirus too he wrote big pharma wants you ignorant get with it come on cdc all about that bleach i mean yes it it will kill it and your ass as well i mean it's designed to wipe down 
counters and surfaces, not your intestines. Says the FDA has long warned that drinking chlor- uh, chlorine dioxide products can lead to severe vomiting, severe diarrhea, life-threatening low blood pressure caused by dehydration and acute liver failure. Yet with each new outbreak or high-profile illness that arises, these products are seemingly promoted on social media and sold by independent distributors new. So the fact that that should just be a thing that we all know, that, hmm, if bleach can do that to your clothing, what do you think it's going to do to your insides? I mean, come on. That's... Exactly. Exactly. It's, yeah. Uh, On Twitter, however, some of the most prominent post-spreading dangerous information have gone unchecked because, you know, Facebook does do a, a relatively decent job of posting or deleting fake news. Um, but some have gone unchecked even from unverified accounts on Twitter. Bizzle Ozakaya, for example, a Nigerian music and entertainment developer with more than 190,000 followers, tweeted a doctored image which purports to be a screenshot of the breaking news segment on TV. It has got nearly 6,000 likes and almost 3,000 retweets and remains on the platform. Jesus! or has remained on the platform for more than a month without any sort of warning. And it says, so to combat coronavirus, we've got cocaine, masturbation, staying in, and hand sanitizer. Literally my four favorite things. We need to be influencers. Exactly. And actually, you know, this article was was written, excuse my bad English, on March 9th. It is now March 14th. And that uh, tweet has since been taken down. It is no longer available in the article. Oh, man, the world we live in today, Ripley, I tell you what, it's just the the media. You know, part of me thinks the media kind of went a little bit overkill on the hype because they haven't really talked about all the people who've gotten the disease and have been like actually recovered and cured. It's all, you know, it's a very difficult strain of the flu to get rid of. And it's more prevalent in the elderly. And I get that it's extremely serious and you shouldn't take it for granted because, you know, it's spreading like wildfire. So that part is, is for real, but the media is so good at making it seem like if you get it, you're going to fucking just pass out dead the next day. Right. It's unreal. You know, yeah, it's like the clap, man. You clap it a few times and you're good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're right. It is just a uh, more severe version of the flu. It is a lot more life threatening for uh, the elderly and for the the young. So obviously, I'd be worried if my daughter got it. Um, yeah, me, yeah, you know, I, I'll be in a two week bout with the or you know visiting the porcelain toilet a lot. But as long yeah, as I maintain that, liquids, I should be all right. Yeah, but exactly. yeah, no, I agree. And I, for the life of me, I cannot figure out how this is translated to buy all the fucking toilet paper super weird uh that is very true you know what's really funny is my my parents i'm actually you know for those of you who don't know out there i know we're very anonymous on this podcast uh i have a father that is um dealing with alzheimer's and we will have an alzheimer's related episode here in the near future and he will be featured on it it'll be down the road but that is coming soon i guess relatively soon i say that all to say because I'm living at home taking care of him a little bit. And he, he woke up at like 5 a.m. And my stepmom drove him and her to go get, I'm talking 5 a.m., dude, to go get groceries and make sure that there were still toilet paper there at the grocery. I was that's like, nuts. holy shit. I was like, that's unreal. People are loony. I, I've seen pictures of Costco's where the line is out the door, like, yeah. And alongside the building just to get in. It's, uh, I, it's mass hysteria. It 
And now, you know, all sports, all events, like concerts are getting canceled. Everything pretty much closed. Every sporting event has been canceled. It it's like the day the earth stood still. It it's a weird time yeah. that we live in. But that being said, we're getting a little bit too deep and dark here. So why don't we go ahead and transition into article number two? That sounds like a good idea, Ripley. That sounds like a good idea. So we're gonna hop on over to the Barrard Street Journal, lovingly lovingly known as the BS Journal, so you can kind of go where you, you kind of pick up where I'm where I'm going with this. It's, I don't think they it's are from Canada. Canada, oh, they do. I see that Vancouver up in the corner. So Corona offers fifteen million dollars to help change the coronavirus name to the Bud Light virus. Uh, as you know, and I'm sure if you haven't heard of this already, which a lot of you probably have, it's pretty much a BS article. It didn't actually happen, but it was too funny to pass up. So. Uh, Constellation Brands, the company behind Corona Beer, have offered up $15 million to help change the coronavirus name to the Bud Light virus. Executives at Constellation are thought to be incredibly concerned with the rising publicity of the deadly virus that has so far killed over 100 people and have pledged an, in- an initial $10 million to change the coronavirus name to literally anything else, <laughs> with a further $5 million if the name was decidedly changed to the Bud Light virus. So why the new name change? <laughs> says... I wonder if these quotes are, like, legitimate. I'm sure they're not. Well, for one, Bud Light virus really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Constellation CEO Bill Newlands told CNN, and when you think of a disgusting virus that forces you to cover your nose or mouth, if you come into contact with it, you obviously think of Bud Light. So <laughs> we feel the new name is way more apt. Oh, that's so true. Ah, oh, you know, I wish that this Burrard Street Journal wasn't, wasn't BS because uh, I agree completely with that. Right. It goes. It goes on to say. I. I mean, how many people have died from consuming too consuming too much Corona? He added, probably no one. Bud Light, however, probably millions. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love the following quote. The name doesn't have to be Bud Light virus. We also accept Miller Light virus, the Heineken virus, which I would be a fan of, or even Corona is actually good for you, or actually really good for you virus. <laughs> My God, those are so great. Is it just me? This is going way off topic, and it's just a personal preference here. You said you'd really be okay with that with the Heineken. I also hate Heineken. The aftertaste, the aftertaste of a Heineken tastes how a fart smells. I was going to say that aftertaste of a Heineken would probably be akin to licking a skunk's asshole. Yes. Oh, okay. That's way more colorful and probably way more... Uh, easily digested and probably you know easier to imagine. So, yeah, yeah. that's true. I think everybody that's knows what I'm talking about. There, it is. I mean, just skunky. Ugh. Green bottle beer, not a good thing ever. Like I, hey. I remember in college, I opened or I bought a St. Pauli girl for whatever reason. Don't ask me why. Like is that, a, is that a Heineken? Is things, that a Heineken right? brand? Is that a Heineken? I don't brand? know if it's Heineken brand or not, but it's a green bottle beer. Yeah, and they're all dude. So, all the ones that come in green bottles have that fucking weird fl- flavor. It, it's thing. because the green lets in more sc- sunlight, which uh, changes the beer. So, anyways, I opened up this beer in the middle of a college party, and everybody thought somebody lit up a joint. Like, oh yeah, it was just like reefer madness. They, it was terrible. I was like, holy shit. So. That was my first and only St. Pauli girl. I will not go back, and I, I will not drink Corona. I would rather drink water than drink Corona. Or, or not Corona, sorry, Heineken. Heineken. I was going to say, Corona's Corona. not as bad. I don't mind Corona. It's not my favorite, but yeah. No, Heineken, absolutely. I'm on the same page with you for sure. Heineken, exactly. all those red bottle beers are... 
But anyways, Ripley, I'm receiving yet another subspace transmission. I'm hoping it's not the guy we ripped off on LV-426. Who'd have thunk that Xenomorph urine was worth so much on the black market? Should I put it on screen? Might as well. All of the photon cannons, just in case. Hey folks, I'm Chris. Hey, and I'm James. Did you know that the state of Delaware has had only one serial killer since its creation? Did you know that the state of Arizona has one of the best cases of alien abduction on record? Did you also know that famed untouchable Elliot Ness was thwarted by the Cleveland Torso murderer? What in the world? That sounds absolutely terrifying. Are you ready for a road trip? If so, please join James and I each episode as we discuss all this and more on State of Fear Podcast. Ride shotgun on our dark and wonderful ride down America's byways and highways as we unravel the strange and macabre in your state. State of Fear, where the things that go bump in the night are in your backyard. Hey, Ripley, I have a question for you. Yo, what is it? What goes great with the coronavirus? Lyme disease? Damn it! Yeah, a little bit of Lyme disease. Okay, you got that. Anyways, that brings us into our special segment. The first one, we actually have one of three, uh, Ales and Ale, the pandemics of sci-fi past. Uh, We're going to talk about books and movies that dealt with pandemics in a very sci-fi-esque atmosphere. So the first one we have is 12 Monkeys. Everybody remembers 12, Mon- 12 Monkeys with Bruce Willis. Started out as a movie, ended up becoming an actually really good TV show. I stuck with it for the first two seasons. The third one, I was a little bit like, okay, I've seen this a hundred times. You can only do so much with a time travel plot. I mean, Terminator cranked out a whole bunch of them and it just, you know, as time goes on. So anyways, uh, this one deals with the calavirus, the calavirus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope it's calavirus. Also referred to in the scientific community as M510, which is a plague that kills 98% of the world popu- population, although not released directly by the Army of the Twelve Monkeys. Their guiding hand and influence in its creation and release is undeniable. I love that movie. I don't know if you saw it. It was super weird, but pretty good. No, I, I haven't. I've heard about it, but um, yeah, I've heard good things. All right, next up, we've got Children of Men. This is a novel, and I think this also became a movie, didn't it? Yeah, dude, it had Clive Owen. Clive Owen yeah, uh, yeah, played yeah. the main character. Yeah. Right, so basically, um, infertility is uh, what's going on here. It says the novel opens in the first entry of Theo's diary in the year 2021, but the novel novel's events have their origin in 1995, which is referred to as Year Omega. In 1994, the sperm cannon of human males plummeted to zero, and a feminist civil war breaks out, and mankind now faces imminent extinction. The last people to be born are now Omegas, a race apart. They enjoy various prerogatives. Theo writes that the last human being to be born on Earth has been killed in a pub brawl. That sounds fantastic. And it sounds very accurate. I mean, if there was going to be a way the last man on Earth goes down, it better be in a fucking pub crawl. And the guy who plays Theo is uh, Clive Owen in the movie. So Right. This one I haven't seen, and it's on my list. It's actually on my queue right now to watch on my fire stick. It's called Contagion. Contagion. Um, it's got like... It's got like Matt Damon and uh, who's the other Matt guy? Damon. Matt Damon and the Jude Law. Matt Damon and Jude Law play uh, ma- major pivotal roles. And basically the plot concerns. So concerns it's basically the, uh, the talented Mr. Ripley. Eh, oh, my God. It is the same two people. And who'd have thunk that movie's based on you? Who, who, who'd have known? Who'd have known? Uh, who, my, my biography. I'm still waiting for that uh, royalty check to come in. Yeah, that thing's a little late, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, I didn't I didn't even realize that those two had been in that other movie together. And I love that movie. It's really creepy. Um, the plot concerns the spread of a virus, uh, basically a mishmash of genetic material from pig and bat viruses, like sort of combined, transmitted uh, transmitted by uh, fomites. And if you aren't aware of what a fomite is, it's basically in any inanimate object that, when contaminated with or exposed to infectious infectious agents, so. Attempts by medical researchers and public health officials to identify and contain the disease, the loss of social order in a pandemic, and finally the introduction of a vaccine uh, to halt its spread is basically what the uh, central plot thread of that movie is. And it's basically a really, really close reimagining of what – it was almost like predicting what the coronavirus pandemic and panic would could ensue if taken to like the nth degree. Uh, and it's basically one of the one of the science fiction movies that came out that really kind of predicted kind of some stuff that was going to happen down the road. Although we all know that it's a strain of the flu and not a uh, mishmash of pig bat viruses. That would suck, you know. That, that is true. Nobody wants to be pig Batman or bat no. pig man. No, 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 no. Or man bear pig. Man bear pig. Man bear. Uh, could you imagine getting attacked by a uh, a pig bat? That'd be terrifying. <laughs> Man. Oh my god, it's oinking and <laughs> flapping its wings. God, just give me bacon. Ugh. All right, next up is World War Z. So we're going from uh, one ca- uh, cast member of Ocean's Eleven to another here with uh, World War Z. Uh, oh, yeah. Of course, Brad Pitt started in the movie. Yep. And Solanum is a fictional virus that turns people into zombies in the Zombie Survival Guide and World War Z novel. It is highly infectious, incurable, and gives its victim mysterious properties. So, hour one, pain and discoloration, brown and purple, of the infected area, immediate clotting of the wound provided the infection came from a wound. Uh, hour five, you get a fever between 99 and 103 degrees, chills, slight dementia, vomiting, acute pain in the joints. Hour eight. So, basically, basically ex- after, what if, you have, what if you just did Fran? Would it be like the same, the same stuff, you know? Yeah, other than the discoloration, maybe, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely the slight dementia. Uh, yes. Hour number eight, numbing of extremities in infected area, increased fever between 103 and 106, basically high enough to kill you, increased dementia, loss of muscular coordination. So the Fran thing continues. Uh, hour 11, paralysis of the lower body, overall numbness, slowed heart rate. Again, keeping with the Fran theme. Hour 16, coma. Uh, we're spot on here. Uh, hour 20, heart stoppage, zero brain activity. I cannot make this up. This sounds exactly like recovering from Fran. And then hour yes, 23, it does. reanimation. This time, though, as a zombie. For those of you who don't know what Fran is, it's a CrossFit workout. It's one of the most hellacious ones. And basically, if one CrossFitter is talking to another CrossFitter and you're trying to like make conversation, eventually the, the question is going to come up. Hey, man. Hey, bro. What's your Fran time? It's always a thing. It happens everywhere, and the lower it, you yeah, go, it, the, the cooler you sound. So, it, it's the equivalent of, you know, what? How much do you bench? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And with that being said, you may continue, sir. All right. Uh, so once the brain is infected, all bodily functions, including the function of the heart and lungs, cease, and all trace of personality, individuality, mercy, and according to many, humanity is irrevocably lost. You know, this happened. Uh, I'm not going to make that joke. I can't make that joke. Ex-girlfriend joke? Yeah, it was going to be an ex-girlfriend joke, but hey, it's uh, live, known that I debated on not doing it, and that I just kind of laughed after you made it, so. <laughs> 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 okay. 
Uh, I'm probably still going to get punished for that one somehow. Somehow. Anyways, uh, next one is the Andromeda Strain, which I'll be honest, I haven't seen this or read the book. I'm assuming was a book first. Oh, it was by Michael Crichton. Uh, basically the same guy who wrote Jurassic Park. So basically the Jurassic Park creator himself. And it's about a team of scientists investigating an extraterrestrial, an extra, my God, words, an extraterrestrial, you think I would have said that enough on this podcast, disease right. spurring from a down satellite. I haven't seen this movie or read the book. Have you? Uh, no, that would be neither as well. Okay. Well, yeah, there's not much to say about it then. I don't know. Michael Crichton did it. So go give it a shot, I guess. Yeah, I would say it's probably worth it. All right, next up is a show that you're definitely a fan of, and that is The Strain, right? Yes, I am. So the show centers around Dr. Ephraim Goodweather, the head of CDC's New York-based Canary Project, who is called upon to investigate an airplane landing wherein everybody aboard is dead. What his team discover is a viral outbreak that has similar similarities to an ancient strain of vampirism. The virus begins to spread and Goodweather works with his team and a group of city residents to wage a war to save humanity. Um, this show, I haven't seen it, but every time they show a promo of it, it is creepy as fuck. Like, Dude, it is- it's good. It's The first two seasons I can contest are awesome. I got a little lost in the third one and then I got kind of bored and then some other shows started coming back out that I was way more interested in. But it's unique. It's very horror-based, and it's very, I don't know, with especially with the corona stuff going on right now, it'd be a good watch. it definitely get you in that in that zone, that fear zone that you're looking for. You know what I mean? It's good. Right. Definitely a good one. And uh, the guy, the, the bad guy from Ant-Man is in it. Well, uh, the dude who, in the first, the yeah, actual, the first Ant-Man movie. Yeah, the guy that was in uh, House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays the the main character basically. So uh, it's definitely a good Corey watch. Something I think. Yeah, Corey. I can't remember what his whole what his full name is. Shit. But uh, <laughs> it's got some gross stuff, man. When those fuckers get infected, it is gross. So be prepared because it's a thing. So Corey stole. And then yeah, Corey stole. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So the next one is The Stand by Stephen King. And for being such a horror self-proclaimed connoisseur, it's another thing I haven't seen. But they are remaking it. I know that whatever they have, uh, the, the movie or the short, what, what, I don't know if it was a movie or if it was a, a short series on whatever channel that was back in the 90s was really, really well, uh, well received by the public. But they're actually remaking it. It's supposed to be fantastic coming out in 2021. So... I'll probably just it was hold a off. TV miniseries with Gary TV Sinise miniseries. And Molly, yeah. Molly Ring, Ringwald, really. Yeah, yeah. So it had a a, a really good cast, really, and obviously the the plot's fantastic because it's a Stephen King novel. Uh, but it's really funny that Captain Trips is a nickname for the constantly shifting uh, uh, anti-gen virus that exterminates ninety nine point four percent of the human population in the book The Stand. So. Developed under the codename Project Blue by a, lo- by a biological weapons laboratory located beneath California's Mojave Desert. It's also known as the Blue Virus. A-Prime, A6, and also as the Rails Super Blue, Choking Sickness, and Tube Neck. <laughs> I don't know why Tube Neck <laughs> makes me laugh. I'm like, it what? It me laugh as well. What the fuck is a Tube Neck? I don't know. So the virus is set loose on the population when Charlie Campion... 
who was working in a base that developed it, noticed that the virus had been released in the base and managed to escape with his wife and daughter, but before being not before being infected with it himself. He carried the virus all the way down to Arnett, Texas, and before dying, thus settling, uh, setting in motion the events of the novel. So definitely something I'm going to keep an eye out for is the new one coming out. Should probably go back and rewatch the old one just, you know, for nostalgia's sake, but you can't really go wrong with Stephen King. He's a badass. So that's true. And this actually has a uh, cream Abdul Jabbar in it. So the more, you know, really? yeah, he's, his title is monster shouter. <laughs> you think yeah. it, you'd think it would be like monster half court shooter, but you know, whatever. Exactly. Monster hook shotter. And the guy that plays, um, Charlie Campion is Ray McKinnon, who was in Deadwood. Um, oh, yeah. Deadwood had a lot of good actors in it. Deadwood was good. I watched like and, one or two uh, Sons of Anarchy. That's where I would say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. We've got a lot to cover, so we won't slow down. All right. Next one is I Am Legend. Pretty much everybody knows this one. This is, I, I would say, this has probably got to be the most widespread zombie movie just because of the yeah. will smith appeal everybody's oh, like yeah. oh if will smith is in it you know it's not going to be you know too much for my kids to see or, or as long as they're yeah. old enough or you know people that aren't a big fan of horror movies or zombie movies like yeah you know i'll, I'll watch it um, exactly so robert neville uh played by will smith a brilliant scientist is a survivor of a man-made plague that transforms humans in bloodthirsty mutants um yeah, that, that's basically it. It was also normally, formerly known as the Omega Man and the Last Man on Earth. The uh, the book and the movie end in drastically different ways, but uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, the movie actually had like two or three different alternate endings. If you actually bought the DVD release or watched them on, you know, on TV or you know, however you get your stuff. Right. Not saying that you pirate it, but I pirate it, so I get to see all the endings. And uh, you know, it's a good movie. Those little fucking vi- uh, little vampire. I mean, because they were scared of like the the sun. Remember, they were like in the right. in the caves and stuff, and they were like, and "Those things were freaky." Uh. Yep. And uh, yeah. this had a crossover because it had that, uh, and we've talked about this before, a fictional Batman versus Superman poster on the movie. Oh theater. yeah, before it came out. Right, Remember? years before it was even announced. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I completely forgot about that, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was cool. That was very cool to see. And it was very, very similar to what they actually ended up going with with the logo, too, which was like, oh, my God, weird. So, yeah, it, all right. It, very close. Next one, we've got Blindness by Jose Saramago. Uh, blindness is the story of an unexplained mass epidemic of blindness, uh, basically afflicting nearly anyone in an unnamed city and the social breakdown that swiftly follows. It's basically a novel, uh, so there's no movie or TV show, so I'm sorry, maybe one day. But the novel follows the misfortunes of a handful of characters who are among the first to be stricken. I'll be honest. If you woke up one day and you start coughing, you start sneezing, and then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, I can't see anything, that, that would suck. I mean, that would be seriously I like... I my fucking eyes out. <laughs> I mean, holy cow, what would you think? I'd be like, oh my god. I, I could not imagine. I mean... If I had to lose something, if I had to choose between like going blind or going deaf, it would 1000% always be blindness for always. I know what girls look like. I, I know how to, oh, okay. I can, ima- I have a great imagination, fantastic <laughs> imagination. Everyone on this fucking podcast knows I got a good imagination. Uh, but the day I can't listen to Blink-182 as loud as I want, that's when some shit's going to hit the fan hard, you know? 
So I don't know I how probably, you feel about that. I, I would lose smell first. Definitely smell. Oh, yeah. But then, I mean, wouldn't smell automatically affect taste? Like, how would you taste? It, it, I mean, it would affect taste, but only to, you know, a degree. But uh, you could still taste a little bit. And, you know, the, the good thing is I could follow you into the bathroom without having to gag anymore. So there would be that. That is, you got a, you're a good point there, I'll be honest. So. All right. Next up, we've got Find Me by Lauren Vanderberg. Um, this is her first novel. And it imagines a dystopian future in which a mysterious fatal disease is wiping out people's memories. Ugh. That's all we got on that one. That'd be rough, too. That's coming from the Washington Post. Memories. Memories being the uh, affliction here. Ooh, that's like, we're, I mean, blindness. We had blindness. We've had inf- uh, infidelity. We've got so many things. Zombie, vampirism. Infidelity? What? What did I say? Infertility. You said infidelity. I meant infertility. <laughs> Infidels, <laughs> name you got no, no, can't have that infection. It is not allowed. Infidels, infidelity. I'm sorry, I've got the cheat virus. I can't help but fuck somebody else. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, the, why are words so, why, why is one word so similar sounding to another word and, and then means so, so much? God damn it. The English language, come on. Oh. I just went on a Hitler Castro streak just then. Did you hear that? That was bad. Yeah, that was, that was a little rough. That was All bad. right, moving on. Moving That's on. Funny. Resident Evil. According to Capcom's Resident Evil website, the virus is a version of the T-virus created by the nefarious Umbrella Corporation. The virus spreads the host metabolism. Speeds, not spreads, sorry. Speeds the host metabolism, giving it heightened strength, speed, and regenerative. Regenerative. My God, beer. Regenerative, regenerative abilities. There we go. Fourth time's charm. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got 28 Days Later. The Rage Virus, also simply known as the infection, very ominous, is a fictional disease in 28 Days Later. It is a violent, blood-borne virus that sends its host into a state of extreme, uncontrollable rage. It is the main catalyst and an antagonistic force during the events of the series. It also kind of sounds like... um, in the Kingsman, when um, that frequency thing that goes off and basically turns everybody oh, into yeah. bloodthirsty monsters. Yeah, like crazy people, and they're running around just like doing all kinds of nuts stuff. Oh, my God. That's right. right. That scene in the church is still pretty well, awesome, though. So badass. Like, so much blood and gore. I didn't expect it all. Especially, I don't know, guess being in a church area. It kind of, like, defuses the audience thinking, oh, it's a church. And then all of a sudden fucking heads and blood and like the stabbing with the I, I i just vaguely remember someone getting stabbed with something oh yeah like yeah there's all sorts of stabbings and impalings and goring and yeah pretty sure, i think it happened in kentucky or like i think it that did. was the, it was it was a very western area that will say yeah. it was a very westernish spot like a you know one of those bible belty bible right. thumping but, areas and, so. and of course you know the church was like a very right-wing minded church and yeah it was a very stereotypical move by matthew vaughn um the director of the kingsman but it it, it was funny it was and still a great scene amen to that amen to that so moving on to the next one we've got the seventh seal which was a 1957 film uh set in sweden during the black death it tells of the journey of a medieval knight 
and a game of chess he plays with the personification of death who has come to take his life. That sounds like a game I would never want to play, and also kind of like the plot of. I, w- I wonder if, if they if Bill and Ted drew drew that from this the Bill and Ted adventure, you know, where the Grim <laughs> Reaper and all that stuff. I wonder if they they use this as sort of. a I wonder how we can make a, a movie like this kind of funny and way ridiculous. I like to think so. I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, no, I, I like it. Um, so the guy Max Van Sido also played the Emperor in uh, Flash Gordon. I did not. uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, And funny enough, uh, the guy that plays Death, Banked Eckerot, or Eckerot, I don't know. um, His profile picture is literally the picture from the movie poster. So I don't think he did a whole lot other than that. And this mask is a little bit terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible costume, but still. All right. Next up, we've got our Would You Rathers, where we are going to each have one Would You Rather that is pandemic themed. So pretty self-explanatory. I don't think we need to go in any more into that, but I will start us off. Yes. So this one, um, I thought personally about you. Would you rather oh have the worst case of syphilis ever known to man or have the world's tiniest penis? Well, what if, what if, what if, you, what if you already have one of those? <laughs> Just kidding! Just kidding. Oh, man. Well, if my penis gets any smaller, I'm going to have to get some tweezers. So I'll probably say the first one. I mean, you know, you, you a little medication, you'd be good. I'm, but I'll be honest. A little drip here, a little drip right there. Here, drip, drip there, there drip, drip. Everywhere, drip, drip, drip. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'd probably have to say that. I'd, pro- I'd probably have to, you know. I mean, as big of a, I mean, guys everywhere. Go to a club, go to a bar, wherever. They talk to a girl. They're always going to talk their penises up to be the best thing in the world. That, you know, basically the cure to whatever that girl's disease is at the time. Listen, you just, you've never tasted, you just, you've never had my dick. You know, how, how, how do you know all your problems won't get solved? You don't know. You, you will know if you give me a chance. You know, so, I mean, to, to, to say something like that and get a girl's hopes up and then not be able to deliver, that's just no good. So I'd have to say the syphilis would just be the more gentlemanly decision. <laughs> uh, I don't know if gentlemanly is the, <laughs> the, the right, right word. word for that. Probably but, um, not. <laughs> just from a pragmatic point of view, um, trying to, you know, use tweezers just to, you know, even if because probably not going to be able to pick up a chick with a little micro penis, right? So probably going to be, relying on self-gratification and to have to use tweezers or something like that to, uh, you know, finish the job does not seem like a fun way to go. So, you know, sadly, I have to agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, I appreciate the agreeing. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, what would work best is if I just up and moved to, I I mean, I know we're floating around in the uh, anti-matter minute dimension right now, but Hey, there's no there's no stopping me. I could turn this I could turn this bad boy around. And we could go straight back to America, and I could I could uh, I could deport myself into some sort of Asian society, and I could just be a hero, if you know what I mean. <laughs> It'd be sweet, but no, I won't do that. You know. So here I've got mine for you, Ripley. Are you ready? So I know the premise of this was to take a actual pandemic slash disease of some kind and pit it against a fake one 
but I went a little bit above beyond, and I just pitted two fake ones against themselves. And I'm going to ask you which you'd like to which which you'd rather endure. Okay. All right. Here we go. As I open a beer. Here we go. Ready? Oh yeah. Here we go. Gotta love those real sound effects. Would you rather have rooster pox, a condition similar to the chicken pox, in which itchy, blister-like rashes appear on the skin, and you uncontrollably lay eggs each time you scratch? Or, <laughs> or, or would you rather, would you rather have meningitis, <laughs> a very serious condition that is not fatal but can definitely kill your mood? heterosexuality, and sometimes personal revelations. Symptoms include crazy colored hair, overtly passionate rantings and ravings about social justice, and an uncontrollable urge to yell, if you ain't woke, you're a joke, at the top of your lungs. <laughs> more serious cases more serious cases result in a penis in the buttocks. Also, also headache, vomiting, and stiff neck. <laughs> Hopefully lockjaw isn't one of those yeah. as well. I didn't list that one. So. <laughs> you gotta right, seek right. further treatment if you have that. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, um, a couple of questions. Are the eggs that I would potentially lay edible, or would that be considered uh, cannibalism? Uh, well, since we are on the antimatter minute dimension, if anything goes, so I'm just going to go ahead and say you can probably go for it, man. You can you can you can poach the eggs. It'd probably be a great source of protein for you. You know, you know that's what I'm thinking. I'm as well as the fact that uh, you know these these eggs haven't been inseminated or anything. They're just don't, random projectiles yeah, let, out of my. Don't let the body. FDA know. Don't let the <laughs> FDA know or like PETA or anything like that. You'll be fine. Right. I. I, I so. With that, you know, I can live with sores. Um, and given the, you know, hard times that we're coming through with this coronavirus and all the rationing that's going on and people going crazy, the stores and stuff, having a, a, a reliant source of food, you know, is not one to be taken for granted. So, um, yeah. you know, it, it, as much as, you know, all of us love a, a, a penis in the buttocks. I, I think I'm going to go with rooster <laughs> it, or rooster pox, whatever it was called. It's probably better. It's probably better. It also was on the verge of being called Velocipox, but I couldn't come up with a really cool thing. You know, I, I just, <laughs> rooster pox just sounded way funnier because chicken pox is already a thing. So anyways. Right. All right. Well, let's right. Uh, dive into the next special segment of the night. Pandemic pun pandemonium. And I guess uh, I will read the first one to you. You ready? I'm ready. Just found out I have a cold and the stomach flu. Looks like I've got the Friday Night Lights. Yeah. yeah. I give right, that a three. What do you call doctors who make vaccines for the flu? No idea. The flu fighters. Hey, there we go. That almost hails back to Foo Fighters, which is one of the first iterations of what ufos were called back in the 30s and 40s i believe when they first were uh, seen by pilots flying around so i got the, the flu you know. vaccination i got the flu vaccination but i got sick anyway so i guess it was all in vain but um oh what do you call an influencer who has the flu what an influenza oh man i wish they would all just get wiped off the planet <laughs> all right amen what do you 
What do you get when you cross the flu with footwear? Mm, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, a shoe. That's <laughs> 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 <It's> bad. <laughs> I hear the United States is well stocked for bird of prey flu epidemic. Oh yeah, all, why is that? They're all plenty of ill eagle drugs for just such emergency. Ill eagle. Yeah. Illegal. Ah, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. This is one of my favorite ones on the whole thing. So, what's the difference between the bird flu and the swine flu? I don't know. The bird flu requires a little bit of tweetment, but the swine flu just requires a little bit of oinkment. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was a good one. It's so bad, but yeah. How did the Pope get the bird flu? I have no idea. From one of his cardinals. Oh! That just happened. Well, did you hear about the gingerbread man flu strain? I did not. No, don't worry. You won't catch it. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you give a porcupine who has the flu? Um, what? Nyquil. Oh, my God. That is holy shit. Well, my American friend had her flu shot. But, you know. I just use antibiotics because in Europe we don't need guns for everything. I thought that was funny. <laughs> we do we do like to shoot stuff, so a shot would make sense. Uh, I can't imagine the stress put on workers in, in trying to figure out the newest flu vaccine. It probably puts a strain on the staff. Oh, a strain! Oh shit! Oh, probably does. Poor staff members. This time of year, everyone should know the symptoms of the Amish flu. First, you get a little horse. <laughs> then you get a little buggy. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, I, this one happened a couple of years ago. The doctor told my wife she had the Egyptian flu. She said, oh, you're yeah? going to be a mummy. Oh, that's right. Oh, got to love Mother Teresa. Did you guys hear that new flu song? Oh, my God. It's so sick. So catchy. <laughs> so, oh, bad. so bad so <laughs> bad i love these so much <laughs> i went to the doctor's office and started yelling typhoid measles flu i always like to call the shots <laughs> god damn i like it, it. <laughs> <laughs> they're so good the passengers who were quarantined from the airplane turned out to all have the flu but it's okay because uh they all flew together <laughs> these are fucking bad these are so bad i love it oh. uh, this one actually is very true people that don't get flu shots make me sick right god bless you know it's funny through this whole coronavirus thing here i'm taking a segue here but through this whole coronavirus outbreak and this pandemic scare you heard anything from the anti-vaxxers i haven't nope Nope. Uh, and they'll probably be first in line to get that goddamn oh, yeah. vaccine once it comes out. Cracks me up. I've never heard a group of people more quiet in my life. So, all right. Crickets. Going on the, yeah, crickets. Going on to the next one. Did you guys hear about that 14-year-old virgin who uh, got pregnant after receiving the flu vaccine? No. No. Well, sounds like an, uh, an inoculate conception to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh. And to close this one out on a... What I presume to be very low note. Did you hear about the new super flu? No. The bird flu is merged with the swine flu, and now it's the flying pig flu. Oh, man. That sounds violent. Holy cow. Yeah. I don't want my That's... bacon flying around. 
All right, I'm going to finish on a little bit higher note. Um, so one of my good friends, actually, Matt, who guest hosted on the show a couple months ago, uh, he's emceeing a auction for his daughter's preschool tonight. And of course, given the coronavirus times, it's now an online event. But he was asking for good superhero jokes for uh, preschoolers. So I, I did my research and this one, I uh found and I thought this was pretty funny. Why was super or why was baby Superman the only kid at the playground? I don't know. Well I could make some guesses, but I'll go ahead and let you finish. I don't know. The sign said supervision required. Oh that is so up my alley. Oh my God. Supervision like he needs an adult but yeah. supervision because yeah. he sees things far away. <laughs> There you go. And and one more, I, I did come up with this one. So love me or hate me for this one. But did you, hear about the, you. did you hear about the Greek Superman? No, tell me. No. Yeah, he's a he's a super Euro. <laughs> like with like the Greek yogurt sandwich Euro? Super Euro. Well not yogurt, but yes, yes. Yeah, it's yes. a yogurt. Oh yes. That is hilarious, because if I had read that joke online, you know what I would have said? Super gyro. <laughs> <laughs> I would have yeah. called him a fucking super gyro. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> All right. Well, before we are about to close out here, we're, uh, we're coming to the end of the article, but I will give you guys a timeline of what's happening next year in the next few weeks. So next week, Ripley and I have an Irish-themed episode because it will be St. Patrick's Day coming up. And after that, we have uh, two more super fun episodes coming up. We actually have a sit-down with um, the former press secretary of NASA. Ask me how we swung that. I will not be able to answer it because I'm still quite unsure how that happened. And then following that, even further down the road, we actually have a haunted brewery that we'll be talking about uh, in Brunswick, Maryland, that has some really cool stories to share, and we thought we'd sit down with them and get the scoop. Uh, so, anyways. <laughs> well, it looks like Job's symptoms are getting worse. Hopefully the space station six light years away has a sick bay. Sorry, bro. You're lucky I'm your partner in crime. Literally. Well, until next time, wash your hands. Yeah, and stay slurred. Well, at least you're learning valuable lessons. Say it ain't so, that's the end of our show. Turn the mic off, go the f*** home. Joe Buffett here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoy our ridiculous content, you can get to your nearest cosmic communication device and spread the word to your friends, family, coworkers, or nearby nerf herders. We're available on Spotify, Google Play, Sheeple Music, I mean Apple Music, or wherever you listen. If you have an idea for our show or would like to propose a theme, send an email to CloseEncountersSlurredKind at gmail.com. That's CloseEncountersSlurredKind at gmail.com or shoot us a message on Facebook. Have a great day, and we look forward to falling even deeper into the Antimatter Minute with you next time on Close Encounters of the Slurred Kind.